What's going on everybody? My name is Luke and welcome to another episode of Games Are Fun. Games Are Fun is a video game podcast where I talk about video game news stories and highlights from the past week. Come here, talk about them with you guys, share the coolest things from the past week that uh, I want to talk about. So in this week's episode, we are going to be talking about Fortnite Playground Mode, a new mode that is out in Fortnite that actually I'm quite interested in. So we'll talk about that. I'm sure majority of you have already heard about it, but um, we'll kind of take a deep dive into that new mode there. Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy has finally made its way onto Xbox One and the Nintendo Switch. I got this game last year when it came out to first to PlayStation 4, and so I thought it'd be fun to bring that game back up and talk about it again, seeing as that it is now out for some new players that may have not had a chance to play it yet. I'm also going to be talking about two upcoming games. I'm not going to tell you what they are right now, but they're two games that I'm looking forward to. you got to listen to the rest of the podcast to find out more about those games. I'll give you a hint. They're both Sega games. One of them I've talked about already on the show. And then we'll finish off the episode with games that you can play. So we'll talk about Games with Gold on Xbox for July, the free games for uh, gold members. We'll talk about the PlayStation Plus games for July. Excuse me. Um, If you have PSN, or sorry, PlayStation Plus on the PlayStation Network, there's two free games for at least PS4 players that you can get your hands on. And we'll There's some new games and backwards compatibility with Xbox that we can talk about. And we'll finish it off by just talking about a PlayStation mid-year sale that's going on on the PlayStation Network store. So lots of kind of new stuff to talk about this week. Um, In the earlier episodes from the past couple weeks, I've been talking about more of my personal history with games. So we're this week we're back on track with talking about some news stories and I thought it would be great to focus the attention on games you can kind of play this summer, especially when we get to the PlayStation Midsummer Sale. Those are games that are at a great price that you're not going to want to miss. It's summer, you know, you got to take a break from playing bocce ball and going kayaking and come back inside and play some games on those cloudy days. So this is the perfect time to pick up some games and Uh, lots of us have that spare time to be able to play video games, which is great. Before we get into today's show, let's obviously give the reminder that if you have any comments, feedback, thoughts on the show, you can reach me at the email address, gamesarefunpodcast at gmail.com. Send your feedback to that email address and I will respond back. Um, I was really hoping to try to do a future listener segment on the show where you guys write in and talk, uh, tell me your favorite game of all time, maybe your top three favorite games of all time, and why the, what those games mean to you. So if you're listening to this right now, after you listen to this episode, or you can pause it and go and do this right now, go and email me your top three favorite games of all time. It can be any game, any console, and tell me why you like those games, what those games mean to you on a personal level or maybe just basically why you like what 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 makes those games great and why you like them so much and then hopefully next week if I get enough submissions I can read those on the episode and talk about them with you guys so yes email me those submissions on my email address you can also go over to Facebook 
Games Are Fun, all one word on Facebook, or send them to me on my Instagram page, Games Are Fun Podcast, uh, at Instagram. So now that we got all that housekeeping jazz out of the way, let's get right into today's episode. So Fortnite, biggest game in the world, you know, has been in the news lately in relation to Sony and their, Sony's not not wanting to have uh, cross-play, whereas Nintendo and Microsoft and uh, other platforms are really embracing cross-play. So Fortnite's been in the news in that regard, but today if you look at uh, the new stories around Fortnite, it's that new Fortnite playground mode. It's finally here and you can actually play it right now. So the much-anticipated playground mode has finally went live on Monday, July 2nd. Um, Fans have waited for quite a while um, because there was a bit of a rocky debut for this mode. They tried to get it out um, a couple times, but I believe there were some server issues. And so uh, it was delayed a bit, but now it's out. So Playground is kind of like your own private island that you can use to basically learn to play the the Fortnite game better. Um, Basically, what it does is the practice mode allows four players to drop to the island and you have an hour to experiment with building, shooting, hunting, looting, and all that kind of mechanics that are in the game. Um, To add, um, there's friendly fire is on, but players can respond quickly and get revenge on their friends if they wish to do so. So... This is a cool mode. This is something that right from the very beginning, when I first jumped into Fortnite, when it was in early access, um, this was the mode I was waiting for. This is uh, a mode that is really great for newcomers to be able to come in and learn the mechanics of Fortnite. It's a game that's really fast-paced. You need to be on alert. You need to know how to play it going into each match. And so this mode really allows... You know, people that maybe aren't as good at the game, like myself, to come in and be able to practice their skills, practice their building, because that's a big, huge part of Fortnite, obviously. And I think that's a really cool mode that they that they have there with that. Um, that's, that's something that, like I said, I've wanted from the get-go, and so I'm glad to see that it's finally here. So I definitely, I haven't jumped in it myself yet, but I'm glad that they're taking the steps to just make as many uh, to, to experiment with the game and create new things for players to do in the game. When we think about practice for Fortnite, all we really get is that first, you know, 30 to 45 seconds before a match starts where we're on that starting island and we kind of can pick up some guns and shoot and practice building things. And that's not enough time. We need a designated mode to be able to practice in order to get good at the game. And, you know, this is exactly what that is. Now, it is a limited time, uh, it's LTM, what does that stand for? Limited time mode, I think, and which meaning that it's limited, meaning it won't be here forever. But I think that they'll learn that this is a, a mode that they will keep around, though they maybe will change some things and learn from what they can gather in the coming months with this mode but they'll eventually make this into an actual permanent uh, a permanent mode for Fortnite. I also think that this is just another look at how Fortnite is continuing to expand this game from just the 
uh, original, you know, one versus 99 battle royale. That's why that's what this game is, and that's why everyone loves it. But they can experiment with some different modes, some different gameplay styles uh, to kind of expand its player base even more. I think that people that aren't into Fortnite don't like playing Fortnite because it's too challenging for them. There's not a way for them to practice their skills. Um, it gets repetitive, and so adding these new modes, adding practice modes, are ways to bring in those players that are skeptical about the game. The game is huge. That has such a huge following. It's talked about all the time, especially by the kids. I know my nephews are crazy about it. And um, these new modes will help bring in, even cast a, a wider audience for the game. So, that, yeah, when I, I'm really excited to jump it in. Uh, I hope to get playing it this week. And next episode, maybe I can talk a little bit more about it and what my thoughts were around it. So, with that being said, that's Fortnite Playground. Uh, next topic, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy is now out on Nintendo Switch and Xbox One. So, Crash Bandicoot came out uh, last year for the PlayStation 4. I played, let's see, maybe 10 hours of the very, well, not 10 hours, uh, maybe, <laughs> probably about 10 hours of the very first game within the trilogy set. And I kind of moved on from it just because I got it for the... I never actually grew up with Crash Bandicoot. As you know, I was a Nintendo 64 guy. So I missed out on the Crash games. I, uh, when I did get a PlayStation 2, I did get Crash Team Racing for the PlayStation 1 that I played on the PS2. And that's it. Like, that's as deep as my Crash Bandicoot days go. So I got the game just to kind of experience what I missed out on as a child. And it's a hard freaking game. Like, it's so hard. And I had to take a break from it. I'm looking forward to going back to it, but I, I just had to take a break. So when I saw that it was coming to Nintendo Switch and Xbox One, I thought this is great. This makes it more available to other players. Um, I think everyone, no matter what your age, whether you were you grew up with this game or you're a young kid that um, is just getting into gaming, I think this is a great game for anyone to play. Now it's on, you know, all three major consoles, so that's great. But what I really wanted to talk about with this game is Crash Bandicoot actually is the fastest-selling Switch game this year in the United Kingdom, which is awesome. So this I'm reading from VG247.com. Um, Shabana Arif wrote this article. So Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy is back at the top of the UK charge and is the fastest selling Switch title of 2018. Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy has shot to the top of the UK charts, beating The Crew 2 to the coveted number one spot in the Ubisoft titles debut week, which has had to settle for number two. This is now the eighth, eighth week sorry, eighth week at number one for Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, which released last summer on PS4 and basked in the top spot for a few weeks post-launch. The game's PC, Xbox One, and Switch release last week saw the title shoot up and charts from number two knocking Mario Tennis down to number four. So that's kind of what I wanted to focus on here, is that um, it, if Mario Tennis Aces, a first-party Nintendo game, Crash Bandicoot has blown through it and is the number one selling game in the UK right now. 
for a Nintendo Switch. Now that's huge, right? For a third-party game to come in and top over a first-party game, it just speaks volumes of how sought after this game was. And it's really great that people are buying this game. It helps that this game is like a $40 value as opposed to like an $80 game. So obviously that's going to help with sales, but this is the kind of stuff that's going to make developers develop uh, and remaster old games. This is, we're on the course of maybe getting a new Crash Bandicoot because it's doing so well in the sales. So I'm really happy to see that. So I hope that uh, the sales continue to grow. If you haven't got it already, go out and get it. I really recommend it, like I mentioned. Um, just for reference sake, the top 10 titles this week, uh, Crash Bandicoot's at number one. The Crew 2 is at number two. FIFA 18 is at number three. Mario Tennis Aces, number five. God of War, number six. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, number seven. Star Wars Battlefront 2, number eight. You guessed it, Grand Theft Auto V, a game that is like five years old now. Um, number nine, Fallout 4. That's a weird one on there. And, oh, probably because it's been discounted and we're post-E3 talking about Fallout 76. And then number 10 is Far Cry 5. So, you know, those are some competitive games and think that it's outselling those games. Mind you, um, those games are still cracking the top 10 and have maybe been out for a couple months. But I think this game will continue to do well for the rest of the year, which is really great. So go out. This is just getting me pumped for the Spiral Remaster Trilogy that's coming out in September. Now that's the one that I'm pumped for. I'm probably going to get that on day one because Spyros are the game. Those are the games I grew up with, and so hopefully the sales of both Crash and Spyro Remastered games will lead to a development for new Spyro and Crash games. Hopefully, we can cross our fingers. And next on the docket, I think that's, yeah, upcoming games. So we got a release date for Shenmue 1 and 2. So the Shenmue 1 and 2 is being remastered for PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. This was announced, I think, just before E3. Sega did a press conference event, and they announced that Shenmue 1 and 2 are coming back remastered. Um, Sega owns this game, uh, or is developing this game. The creator of Shenmue also, this is a kind of a story that I'm not sure all of you are familiar with, but Shenmue 3 was a, a Kickstarter project that was just hit huge, huge, it, it exceeded its its goal numbers. And um, so it's been successfully funded and Shenmue 3 is supposed to be coming out soon. So hopefully this, now that's being developed by a different company that got creator of Shenmue, but it, Sega still has is, um, I believe, licensing in, in a certain way to allow them to create that Shenmue game. Now, I never actually have played Shenmue, but it is an, an interesting game. I think Shenmue is like the predecessor to like the Yakuza series. It's set in the 80s in Japan. It's an open world game. The first one came out on the Sega Dreamcast, and it was very huge for its time. Um, it's... Uh, it was, it was a game that just exceeded what other games could were doing at the time, which is why it was such a big impact. And so I would like to kind of go back. I'm obviously not going to be able to experience that like people did back in the day, but I think that's a really important piece of video game culture that people should experience. So that's why I'm going back to play them. I'm excited about this remaster. Um, it's a sorry, it's not a HD remake or anything, um, but it's 
having some improvements. So they're going to probably sharpen things up visually, improve some gameplay mechanics. Um, they, uh, let's see here. From this article on GameSpot.com, um, they state that there will be, among the new features, players can enjoy our modern and classic control schemes, an updated user interface, scalable screen resolution, and both English and Japanese voiceover. Love the Japanese voiceover. I think if you have a game set in Japan and they're speaking English, that's weird. I'm totally, like I've said before, the Yakuza games need to be played in Japanese with English subtitles. That's the only way it can be done. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. The, like I was mentioning, the first title came out on the Dreamcast, and its sequel, Shenmue 2, came out in 2001. Uh, so the first one came out in 1991. The second arrived in 2001, although it would not be released... Uh, sorry, it would only be released on Dreamcast in Europe and Japan. Over in North America, we didn't see the game until the f- ni- or 2002 on the original Xbox console. So... I'm sure there was a lot of people who had a Dreamcast that never got, especially in North America, that never got a chance to play Shenmue 2. And there was people that got the original Xbox that have only played Shenmue 2 and not Shenmue 1. So, yeah, this is great. I love when they bring back games that, you know, I'm not going to buy a Sega Dreamcast. I'm probably not going to go out and buy an original Xbox just for these games. Bring them to me. And they're only going to be like 30 bucks, I believe. So... Yeah, if you're at all interested in this, just go check them out. Um, It is going to be on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One and PC, so really anyone can play it if you have those consoles. Um, Shenmue 3 was announced during uh, Sony's E3 2015 press conference, as I was kind of mentioning earlier, and it's been that one's only being developed for the PlayStation 4 and PC. So this one will be. more available to other people. But I believe that game's not coming till probably 2019. And then, so that game, sorry, did I even mention <laughs> that game is coming out on, uh, let's see here, where's the date? Oh, geez, August 21. So that's like a month away, a couple months away. So August 21, Shenmue 1 and 2 Remaster Collection, coming out PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Go get it, or at least go check it out. Um, See if it's a game for you. It has a pretty cheap price tag associated to it, so I think really anyone can check it out. Um, The other game, that was kind of the two games, upcoming games. It's kind of cheap because it's one game, but technically it's two games coming out um, that I'm looking forward to getting. And a week later, Yakuza Kiwami 2 is coming out, so I'm going to be all Sega'd up playing my Japanese games. Um, that's about my limits on Japanese games. I'm not a big like JRPG fan. Um, I kind of stick to those games and maybe some Final Fantasy, and that's as much as I, I can do there. All right, and going into our final topic, games that you can play this month. Um, Some of these are free. Some of these you're going to have to pay for, but I wanted to highlight the games that are going to be available to you guys. So if you have an Xbox Gold membership, which if you have an Xbox, you probably have that membership, and you are not utilizing the Games with Gold service, you need to start doing that. I 
Every month, regardless of the games, whether I'm interested or not, each month there are actually, it used to be two free games, but now it's expanded to four because you get two Xbox One games and two Xbox 360 games a month because of the backwards compatibility. So each month, all four of them are free to download. The, one, the first Xbox One game will be available for the entire month, and then generally the second Xbox One game will only be available for... Uh, it, will only, it won't be available until halfway through the month. And same thing with the Xbox 360 games. Um, so this month, July, we got Cactus... What's it called? Okay, Assault Android Cactus. So that's July 1 to 31 on Xbox One. Death Squared, July 16th to August 15th on Xbox One. Virtual Virtua Fighter... Five, Final Showdown, July 1 to 15 on Xbox One and Xbox 360. Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell Conviction, July 16th to 31 on Xbox One and Xbox 360. So the total value of that, just for interest sake, is 64 bucks, uh, probably American. And so that's 64 games that you can get for free just for having a gold membership. So if any of these games interest you, just download them. Oh, sorry, it's a car alarm. Um, Download them, they'll be in your library, and as long as you have that gold membership, you'll be able to play them. What I do is I just, uh, I quote-unquote purchase them. I, I, um, you're not actually purchasing them, you're getting them for free, and then I won't actually download them onto my console, but I'll have them now in my library. So I'm not taking up that space, but let's say down the road, there's a game, I want to play that game later. It's in my library because I download, downloaded it in that month of Games with Gold, and now I can download it and play it. Because once this month is done, these games are out. There's a new set of games. But because I downloaded them or purchased them in that month, they're now in my library forever, as long as I have that uh, gold subscription. So now you're, you're probably wondering, like, well, you, when are you going to get around to playing those games? But I swear that there have been games that I've put in my library and ended up you know, not playing them for a while. And then a year later, I was like, oh, this game looks interesting. Like, let's check it out. And I found lots of good games that way. So just go out, download them. Now, same thing with PlayStation. PlayStation um, has, uh, if you have a PlayStation Plus subscription, um, you also have the same thing, just not as many games as uh, playable on, the, say, the PlayStation 4 as the Xbox One. You still get two PlayStation 4 games each month, um, but there's also the PS3 uh, PS3 games and the PlayStation Vita games, but of course those are only playable on their uh, those platforms. So the July PS Plus games this month uh, is Absolver. Um, Absolver is kind of like an interesting... Uh, how do I... How do I describe it? It's kind of like a unique third-person fighting game. It's a very interesting art style. I would just recommend going and checking out a trailer for it and then giving it a download. Um, you can customize kind of your for the way you fight and stuff. And then the other game is Heavy Rain. And so those who aren't familiar, it's made by Quantic Dream. Quantic Dream is responsible for just recently putting out Detroit Become Human, and they also put out Beyond Two Souls with uh, Ellen Page and William De Willem Dafoe. 
So they are really great story narrative based games where you kind of make decisions and based on the decisions you go down different paths. So that's what Heavy Rain is as well. It was originally on the PlayStation 3, but they remastered it and put it on the PlayStation 4. So those are two PS4 games um, that you can get. Um, there's also uh, Extreme Exorcism. That's a cross-buy, meaning I believe you can get that on uh, the PlayStation 3 as well. And Space Overlords, which you can get on the PlayStation 3 as well. Um, and yeah, that's the three free games for PlayStation. Now I'm going to talk about, there's two new games to uh, Xbox backwards compatibility. So Assassin's Creed Liberation HD and Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Advanced Warfare are now backwards compatible. So if you own those games, you own the discs, or you own uh, a digital copy of them, you can now download them onto your Xbox One and play them. Now, some people don't, like, I, I'm surprised that people... Uh, don't utilize this backwards compatibility thing as much as they should. It's great because there are so many games that I missed out on last generation that I can now play on the backwards on my Xbox One. I don't need to bother pulling out my Xbox 360 from the closet, hooking it up, and playing some of these old games. It's great because now they're on the Xbox One. I can just go into the Xbox Store, download them, and generally they're quite cheap and inexpensive because they're older games and now I can play them so I'm finding you know when I'm at used game shops I'm looking for these backwards compatible games so I can get an opportunity to play them because I missed out on them the first time around when they came out so if you're not into the backwards compatibility thing that's fine but I at least think if there's a game from last generation go on Xbox's website see if it's backwards compatible and if it is, go on the store and, and buy it or go to a used game store and buy it. Like just the that we have the ability to do that is great. We used to have that with older, you know, consoles. Um, the PlayStation 2, as I mentioned earlier, I had Spyro Run on PlayStation 1 and I can buy those games and play them on my PlayStation 2. And it really sucks that, you know, the PlayStation 4 can't do that. There's so many, I never had a PS3 and there's so many great PlayStation 3 games I really want to play, but unless I have a PlayStation 3, I'm not going to be able to play them, right? And so it would be awesome if Sony jumped on the backwards compatibility train and made those games playable on the PlayStation 4. I hope that maybe Sony's next generation of consoles will do that, but um, in the meantime, yeah, I'm just a props to Xbox for being able to do that. Um, I really do, and not making you buy them again, right? Like I owned, and it's what's even crazier to me is that you they have original Xbox, like the original Xbox games on the backwards compatibility list, and you can play them from the disc. So like, for example, Crimson Skies is an original Xbox game. If you own the disc for that, you can put it into your Xbox One, download some of the data from the disc onto your console, and play the game onto your console. Like, a game that's been out for tens of years is now, you can put it in an Xbox One and play it. Because all it's doing is booting up an emulator and emulating that disc and data from, sorry, the data from the disc onto the console. It's doable for Sony, I just don't know why they're doing it. So, I think as us, as gamers, the more we kind of show appreciation towards these things and, you know, talk about it and share it, I think the more it'll get around and people will you know, we'll get these kinds of services going into the future and the industry won't restrict us 
from being able to play games. Now, talking about a bunch of games, I gave Xbox a bunch of love about their PlayStation, or sorry, about their backwards compatibility, but now I gotta give some love to PlayStation. So PlayStation, I don't know how they do it, but they have multiple sales every year, and they um, put out uh, lots of really good quality games, and um, sorry, they have lots of sales throughout the year, and it's not sales for like crappy games. It's really good games at discount prices. Not to the level of Steam sales on PC, but they do give games for a really good price. So right now, if you're on PlayStation and are looking for some games to play, there is a mid-year sale going on the PlayStation Store right now where you can get some really, really good games for a really, really good price. So I'm on GameSpot.com. That's where I'm pulling these. This That's what I'm using as a source to kind of highlight the best games you can get right now on PlayStation uh, Store. So Assassin's Creed Origins, one of the, you know, the last year's Assassin's Creed game was critically acclaimed. Uh, sorry, these prices, I should mention, are U.S. So if you just add, you know, 30% to them, that's roughly what they'll be on in Canada, um, give or take. So Assassin's Creed Origins is $36. Dangaropa 1-2 Reloaded is 26 Darksiders War Mastered Edition is 6 bucks. Diablo 3 Eternal Collection, $36. That just came out. Um, that's the Diablo 3 with all the DLC. Dishonored 2 is 24 bucks. Dragon Age Inquisition Game of the Year Edition, um, very critically acclaimed game, $13. Bucks. Um, sorry, actually, where am I looking here? I just want to confirm something because now that I'm reading off the prices, they're the prices I'm reading, and then there's a price beside it in parentheses. Oh, that's what that is. So if you're actually a PlayStation Plus subscriber, it's actually cheaper. So for example, Assassin's Creed is 36 bucks, but if you're a PlayStation Plus member, it's $30. Um, so some of these, you know, take off four or five bucks for each of these, and that's what you'd play pay if you're a PlayStation subscriber. Anyway, sorry, getting back to it. The Elder Scrolls 5 Skyrim Special Edition, 24 bucks. Fallout 4, 18 bucks. Like, that's phenomenal. Far Cry 5 just came out four, three, three or four months ago, 48 bucks. That's a great price. Um, what else? We've got a bunch of Final Fantasy games, uh, 10 bucks, 17 bucks, 15. I'm not going to go over all the fantasy games. Uh, For Honor, Ubisoft game, 26 bucks. Overcooked, $9. So Overcooked is on Xbox Game Pass, and I downloaded it probably a week ago. And Megan and I have been playing it nonstop. It is super fun. Get it. Like, if you are, this is a great game to play with your, your girlfriend or a friend. Um, it's a cooperative game. You work together to basically cook these meals. And in the kitchens that you cook these meals, there's like crazy stuff happening, like the floor falling apart or the tables moving or you're on a ship. Uh, it's Yeah, it's a great game. There's a, a sequel to it, Overcooked 2, coming out next month. So, yeah, PlayStation 4, 9 bucks. Go get it. Uh, if you have Xbox Game Pass, go download Overcooked. Don't sleep on it. It's a great game. Rocket League, 12 bucks. The Sims 4, $30. Uh, South Park, The Fractured Butthole. $26. Star Wars Battlefront 2, 24 bucks. That's phenomenal. Until Dawn is $6. Uh, just go buy that game if you have a PlayStation. It's a horror game. It's kind of in the style of like a 
kind of B-grade horror film, very corny and cheesy at times, but it's kind of done in the style of, again, where you're kind of like Heavy Rain or Beyond Two Souls or the Walking Dead series where you you choose, you make choices in the game that change how the game plays out. So, I mean, it's six bucks. Like, that's pocket change, right? Go and buy that game if you have a PlayStation. Uh, and then Witcher 3 Wild Hunt Complete Edition, 25 bucks. Like, this is this is just the, like, the big AAA titles. There's also probably a ton of indies in there for, like, next to nothing, right? Probably games under 10 bucks that you can find. So, seriously, go and and get those games because the mid-year sale is only on until July 17th. Um, it says there's discounts on over 800 items between now and July 17th. So, that's a, a huge sale. Um, it's significantly larger than most of the weekly sales that come out on PlayStation, so go and do that. Summertime, like I said, you're going to have some free time to be able to play some games on the rainy days, so go ahead and do that. So with all that being said, that's today's episode. Um, I thought it'd be great to kind of highlight some games that you guys can play um, if you're kind of stuck, not knowing what to play. I just give you a ton of options, so Thanks for coming out and listening to me this week. I really appreciate everybody who checks out the podcast. It means a lot. Um, Continue to give your feedback. Continue to give your comments. As I mentioned earlier, just as a reminder, if you want to email me, gamesarefunpodcast at gmail.com, I'm looking for people to submit their top three favorite games of all time and why they like those games. And if I get enough submissions... I'm going to do a segment, a whole episode where I talk about your guys' submissions. So please do that. Please share this podcast with your friends. Um, I'd love to get this podcast out to more and more people. So if you're listening to this right now, you know somebody who is interested in video games, they like games, share it with them. Um, If you think they'd like it, I really appreciate it a lot. So thanks again, guys. I will talk at you guys next week on next week's episode so yeah okay bye